Hey, you are listening to the Bug Bounty Podcast. I am your host, Fisher. In today's episode, we have one of the best bounty hunters in the scene and a very good friend of mine, OXCCB. In this episode, we talk about how to be successful, music and hacking, and how to reach Cosmic Brain Level 10. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. my dude OXCCV thank you so much for coming uh, you're such a big star and busy so I really appreciate you taking the time to come here and you know you were in the backlog for quite a few time now so it's really great to have you here what's up Fisher thank you so much for inviting me in the first place um, first of all let me say that uh, I love the previous episode with Stoke uh, it was such a great idea my friend Thank you. Uh, I really hope that these uh, episodes and basically this podcast really helps, uh, you know, to shed some light on some of the bug bounty hunters and people in the community. Because I really don't like the, um, you know, the way that some of the new guys look up to the bigger guys like, oh, they are stars, they are like the best guys in the business. But it's like, you know, you're a normal guy. I mean, obviously you're super skilled and you devote lots of time and work to accomplish what you did, but it's like you're a normal dude. I mean, you're obviously intelligent and hardworking, but I mean, I think someone else could also do what you do if they put in the same hours that you did, which were a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, or at least achieve some degree of success, not necessarily the same as yours, because you're like a different case, but at least have some success, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, as long as you are persistent and if you're not, you just try to dream about your goals and set your goals and uh, set the timeline and try to learn, try to really learn, not just like uh, try to, yeah, okay, that's that's a payload that's you need to understand how things work uh, and how techniques work you you know you, you need to you need to be a creative person but you need to understand everything that you're doing from the beginning of your your journey uh, on this field and yeah if you're if you're persistent you'll achieve anything you want yeah, I think that's sort of like a concept that you can apply to any area of your life, which is, you know, uh, discipline and hard work and persistence. And if you apply that to basically any field of your life, be it your work or, you know, your studies or, for example, fitness, I mean, you should be able to achieve some success. But I was kind of wondering that that mindset that you have is it something that you developed over the years even before you started hacking or was it something that you know you started fostering and creating when you started with this the ctfs because that's something that it struck me when i met you uh, and when we started hacking together which was the fact that you were really persistent and you basically set a goal like a cosmic goal like i'm gonna do this takeover thing and you basically don't sleep until you do it 
and you're able to spend like two, three, four days basically hacking on the same thing all that time and not focusing on anything else besides that. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I've always uh, tried to to understand computers and also a fun thing that made me uh, like this was that my, for instance, my mother didn't allow me to stay like more than maybe half an hour on the computer per day uh, when I was uh, like six or seven years old um, because he was afraid that um, uh, because of my eyes. Uh, and I tried to uh, automate things because of that at a certain point. Uh, I started like trying to make my time on the computer efficient to learn new things. And I started reading some programming books and I, I, I managed to, I have always developed interest about um, security. Uh, I started learning about overcoming limitations and that made me a, a persistent person from the beginning. And that's why I can be for like, I can set a goal, like for instance, like account takeover on XYZ. And I try that even like for months, you know, mm -hmm. because I want to do that. I want to pop that critical on a, a given company. And sometimes it, it just appears at, at front of you at a certain point, for, for example, my Shopify RC, um, the SSRF to, to RC, um, like I started exploring the screenshotting feature like three months before I achieved the, the, the RC. Mm -hmm. So you can set your goals and, and you know, you, you can try different approaches, but if you set a, a given goal that you want to like, I've always set the goals like this, even in programming, when I was um, learning programming, I was setting goals like build this project that do does this or that. And, and I do the same about bug bounty sometimes because I just set the goals and I try to find a path in the big black box server side of things. And Sometimes it works. Sometimes the stars mm -hmm. are aligned and, and it just works. Yeah. Um, I, I think also goals and objectives are really something, you know, so, so important in, in life in general. My issue with that actually in the bug bounty scene is that so many of the new guys, you know, when they, when they look up uh, to the to the other dudes who are more experienced and they see their goals and their goals are things that can be crazy for other people like getting 1 million in one year or yeah. 500k or 100k and I don't know I feel like that's it's a common standard practice of our industry and I don't feel that that is helpful because so if you are starting and if you look at that, you can be demotivated. And on the other hand, if you try to make that goal yours, it's like, I mean, we have to be realistic. You have to spend a lot of time and 
sometimes just not feasible. I mean, if you're doggy G, maybe you can do the one million thing or Santiago, but I mean, if you're starting out, you can sort of forget that. Yeah, I definitely agree. But, um, you know, I, I don't set money goals. I've been thinking that exactly for 2020, but like I was thinking, oh, it would be cool. Like to reach like alpha million on Ecarbon total this year. I, I know it's possible. Uh, and I'll definitely try to do that. Um, but I'm more like setting goals, you know, not only for the events, but also outside of the, the live hacking events, um, like multiple account takeovers on multiple big companies. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been trying to do that. I have another goal, like um, to start hacking on a, another big customer and try to like uh, achieve remote code execution on lots of machines. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, I set those goals like, uh, and more for the, the, the events, like try to pop at least like one or two criticals on like San Francisco or mm -hmm. whatever. And I, I'm more like objective objectives, uh, and, uh, and goals just, uh, drive me better than like money goals, you yeah. know, like some months I may, I make like six, five fi figure. And there are months that I make like three figures or mm -hmm. like zero because I'm just being like relaxing or yeah. bounties are delayed or, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, I just want to be better uh, above that. Um, just want to learn more like cosmic things, more techniques, uh, try to find more techniques on my own. Mm -hmm. What what works better in bug bounties and like real life hacking and, and yeah, um, that's all how I, I, I think, uh, mm -hmm. about the, the, like my, my bug bounty management. Yeah. I definitely agree, especially on the mindset that you have, which is always learning. And that also ties with the fact that if you're in the scene, you really have to be humble about it because if you reach a point where you think like you're the best or you're really good and i mean you can have that uh, confidence and you should have once you reach a point but you should never think that you're above some someone else because sometimes sure. you're like doing this program and you're hacking this application and some other dude who has been hacking for like two or three months finds a critical that you might have not uh, found. And because sometimes, you know, it can be so things that are so like easy that you don't even think about looking for them. And that's fresh look that someone else can have. Uh, you know, can also yield some, some results, but on the, on the objectives and goals that you were talking about, I also feel that your approach is probably the best because setting monetary goals is something that's very, I feel relative and chaotic. I mean, 
And also the way that you achieve that is very different from the mindset of achieving high and critical bugs, because realistically in the bug bounty scene uh, and current state of it, you can get lots of money by, for example, just submitting XSS, right? And that's just a fact. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. Um, that's not, uh, it's not being a farmer, um, but that's one strategy of earning money, right? And I feel that you, if you are looking just for criticals and that cosmic stuff that you're looking for, you won't necessarily reach that. I mean, you can, but it feels to me that- It's harder, it's a challenge. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that you know, if you are looking for low, medium bugs, I mean, that are not very difficult to exploit, basically, then you can sort of predict the rewards and the payments that you will have. While on the other hand, if you're just looking for the high and critical and cosmic stuff, I mean, you're not exactly sure if you're going to achieve that the same um, money because it's a bit more relative, like it can happen, but it can also not happen. And I think you also have that experience where in some of the events that you go, you have that, uh, goal of popping a critical by some cosmic stuff. And sometimes it happens and some other times it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, definitely like, um, I mean, I think I could probably sometimes invest time in those like medium severity bugs. Uh, I'll be probably successful, but I, I see it as a challenge as I want to get things harder and harder for me to achieve and like more complex and more impactful, you know, for even like more impactful for the world, you know, like, because I've had some, some bugs that affect like millions of other people. And yeah, and that's a little bit scary sometimes, but I want to, you know, I, I want to learn more and, and set higher goals every mm -hmm. year, you know? And I mean, I've, I don't necessarily feel pressure. I mean, if you have like a money goal or you're just, oh, I need to submit like 20 bugs per month or whatever. I mean, if you're a little bit behind, you'll feel pressure, you'll feel stressed, you know? And I'm more like uh, living uh, in a different style regarding this. It's like when it happens, it happens. Mm -hmm. Just I just invest the time and I know it will happen if like my goal A doesn't happen, maybe goal B will happen, you know, or a different thing that I never thought about and it just popped in my in my browser or, yeah. you know. And I feel more relaxed doing this than actually, uh, you know, trying to find bugs every single day, you yeah. know. Uh, I'd rather like just turn to the bug bounty side for the weekend and just like do the, all the other work, work during the week 
um, and yeah, and sometimes I feel more into hacking because you know I'm feeling feeling that like something that I'm thinking about even like when I'm sleeping sometimes or trying to sleep, mm-hmm. and I just think about like some ideas about uh, some situations I had before or some behaviors that I had before on a, a given company. And I just try to organize those features and try to find like new paths to, to achieve something. And I try it and sometimes it works, but it's pretty uh, rare, but um but yeah you, I, I i i love to do that honestly just yeah. like thinking not being in the front of the computer just you know sometimes even watching like netflix or whatever like you go out for a few minutes in the movie or you know uh or on that rick and morty episode or you know and you think about like some something you don't know why you started thinking about it but you think about it and you come up with like new and fresh ideas to try on not only on bug bounties like i mean on your life sometimes mm-hmm. yeah that's you know that's really weird and I think that's a really good take on the whole life balance and work balance thing, especially with bug bounties, because I don't think people realize how the creative side of bug bounties is important. I mean, clearly there's a side which is, you know, doing the grind, putting in the hours, doing research, doing the CTFs, doing, you know, some challenges, basically learning. But there's a time where you really have to be creative. You have to be able to come up with scenarios and have ideas that basically distinguish yourself from the other researchers because it's the same thing that was mentioning like if you're only looking for the xss then it's not that hard to basically predict uh, where those could happen right but if you're doing an account takeover then not only you have to have such uh, knowledge of the of the app but you also you have to think of all of these scenarios you have to think about how the app works how the different uh, you know, aspects and microservices of the app communicate with each other. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, that, that creative side, it's, it's, it's really important. And I think also it's one of the aspects that makes it so hard because if you're doing the grind and you're working like five or six days a week doing like eight, nine, ten hours of bug bounty, then you won't have the mental capacity to reach that that creative aspect and of, organize of your brains. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you won't be able to. So that's I would say that's a really good tip for people who want to basically increase their impact and increase the bugs uh, severity yeah. that you're finding. Um, and it's it's weird because it's you're basically just suggesting people to 
not work as much, right? It's yeah. like diversify, do your hobbies, play guitar, do yeah. Netflix and chill. Um, I, I don't know. I feel that that's like weird, but also it makes sense. Yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely see, uh, we'll see more, you know, these logical bugs in the future more because it's like security can evolve and like it's evolving obviously every day as research goes on. But, you know, like maybe in five years, things will be different and um, like developers will be like super careful, like... Uh, stuff will be like, and is being already reviewed by, you know, uh, even maybe AI powered, like whatever that understands that there is a bug on your code, you know, mm -hmm. and like you probably don't have XSS, uh, maybe on, on some old servers, you know, uh, like we have SQL injections today, you know, yeah. and and yeah, maybe, you know, I've been thinking about some, some stuff like when I'm doing um, some testing, I'm, I'm always using, uh, I'm always using burp and proxy my traffic, but there are some logical bugs that like, or behaviors that I don't need burp. Like yeah. I just need two or three browser sessions and steps and go back and, you know, like doing some uh, nasty things to the server, like mm -hmm. some stuff that they didn't think about, you yeah. know, like they can be super careful about like the implementation, but there's like a path or of like some order of operations that will create something that is not intended at all, you know? Yeah. And you can navigate on that, you know, like you can try to build paths. You can try to, you know, like remove your user B, transfer ownership to user C, like delete both at the same time, like add a different one, see if it falls back to the third email, like, you know, like doing like steps at different moments in time, I mean, if you focus more on your browser and you minimize burp when you start your testing, mm -hmm. you'll understand it better. Yeah. You're, you're using it as a user, not like, like right up modifying things in burp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know what you, you know. Mean. Yeah. That, that's helping me a lot. And I, I've, I've been doing that. I, I've been realizing that, but Regarding the, the, the life balance that you talked about, like I was, I mean, like last year was a, a little bit crazy uh, for me because we had, I, I had some, so many live hacking events. Uh, yeah. There was like, like eight or nine. I mean, yeah. Like uh, I think more like, I, I don't really remember, but uh, almost every month uh, I had to go somewhere because, yeah. um, because it's, it's, it's my job. It's like, I want yeah, to deliver. Exactly. I, I see it as a job. Like. I want to deliver uh, and we all on events want to deliver like even if you're you're like really good and you know oh they are going to invite me for the next event for sure like even if i don't submit any bug but still you'll feel so bad about it you yeah. know and you'll return home sometimes so happy 
and other times you return like happy because you saw like your friends like you your you know your family mm -hmm. i see it as a family as well like we Definitely. are not just friends like we act things together and that's fucking special you yeah. know and like i, I was I, I was saying um like last year was crazy and i mean i i was like not doing anything else when i went to the the event city you know like mm -hmm. i just went there and like act 24 7 you know and like yeah. sleeping like five hours in, per night or even less uh i remember like techno geek always sleeping like five hours and waking up like at 3 a.m joe was fucking crazy like and acting until breakfast and yeah i mean like it's crazy it's really crazy because we are we want to be the best in terms of quality in terms of quantity mm -hmm. uh, of impact you know yeah and we want to deliver because we love the bounty life right yeah and yeah and i think that i was living a little bit you know like in a random way uh last year and i was able to adjust that uh, recently to a normal schedule with normal habits with like no more uber eats uh, like you know like cooking like mm -hmm. um, relaxing um, you know fixing my sleep trying to wake up like earlier mm -hmm. um than usual because last year i was like hacking at night um i i, I kind of love, love it sometimes uh, but you know you will not see the sun sometimes if you yeah. just imagine that you are still hacking at 3 a.m and you see something that is crazy and you know that you will pop a shell at some point and i mean when you see yourself you you don't have the ch the shell yet and it's like 8 or 9 a.m it happened to me multiple times last year and i mean that that's not very healthy i could handle it but i know that if i was like a different person or like a more depressive person i'll be like uh, fucked up because of it yeah uh, but I, I was able to control it but still i didn't feel um the best you know mm -hmm. yeah like, i kind of feel better now because of doing more exercise more sleeping more like cooking more you know like uh, normal things yeah. uh, that that helps you a lot and i'm right now i i feel more with more energy to approach the first live hacking event of the year which is h1415 in sf mm -hmm. in february and i'm really excited to to be back and i you know i want to crush it yeah okay? of course and we will all feel like that yeah. sure Don't i mean you? of course i mean that's you know that's one of my priorities in every event which is giving more than a hundred percent and that's one of the reasons that you know i get burned down so easily because yeah. after the events i'm so fucking tired you know mentally and physically because yeah. as you said that's routine and schedule that we have on the live events and even the preparation before it it's really hard on 
on your mind, on your body, because, you know, sometimes maybe you, you are finding things and that sort of fuels you, but sometimes you're also spending lots of time without getting, you know, results. And that's so fucking stressful because mm-hmm. as you said, you want to deliver. And it's interesting that even though you are an MVH, you have that mentality of, you know, it's like you have this responsibility of yeah. delivery. Yeah, of exactly. Trying to, and it's on, not, on, not only like you mentioned, uh, quantity is you want to achieve quality because you like want to impress yeah exactly basically. you you want uh, the the clients of the live hacking events to really uh, feel like they they had some value you know exactly, yeah. things that no one else would find that yeah. a normal pen test would not find so yeah. that made me really happy on some events last yeah. year and when I got the MVH in 2018 in BC and like there were like those were like one of those happiest moments in my life because I was really proud of my achievements and like maybe three years ago I thought that this wasn't possible for me but mm-hmm. I just tried and at the beginning was like, oh, when I'm going, when am I going to get my first penalty? Oh, mm-hmm. I, and then it happens. And after that, you just get um, a different kind of fuel, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you feel more confident and you achieve beautiful things if you put the effort and if you are persistent and if you form your creativity. And if you take care uh, of yourself if you put time into yourself uh, yeah. and I didn't do that uh, so much um, last year like I I, I, I kind of ignored me uh, sometimes um, and yeah that's that's living like in a random way in my opinion yeah. <clears throat> and uh, you need to if you're living like that you definitely need to stabilize that yeah. Uh, otherwise, you can, you know, uh, as I said, like you can have like some kind of burnout, or yeah. uh, you n- need to avoid that definitely. But I, one thing I like about you, Fisher, is that when we go like to the event, you try to keep your regular life, even if you're jet lag, like minus ten hours, or like you eat the gym like at six or seven a.m. the next day. Yeah, you know, like and. I go to the gym sometimes with you, but you go like more times than me because I, one of those days we said, okay, uh, let's go to the gym tomorrow. And I just find something and I just go with it. And I stop acting like at 4 a.m. And I just don't go to the gym. Uh, And and that's, uh, I still want to figure out like some balance between that. Yeah. And my success, you know, like yeah. a balance. Uh, and I want to try to, to, to improve that this year uh, for the events. And I, I try to go to all the activities on the, on the events uh, every time. Um, and that uh, makes you uh, have less time to hack. Mm-hmm. 
but it's also very important and, yeah. and, and fun. And yeah, and, and fun. And uh, you create relationships, you meet new people, you, you learn about things, you learn, you talk about everything, your life, your relationships, your, you know, like your bugs, your techniques, your ideas, you know, and you, and we have fun together. Yep. And that's, that's fun. And I've been trying to, uh, before I got my, like my schedule right, I, I, I thought about, um, like, even if I sleep like five hours this night, mm -hmm. I prefer to go to these social activity yeah. because uh, I I won't always wanted to, you know, uh, be like social, but, uh, you know, um, I, w I want to, to create like relationships and meet new friends. I, yeah. And that that's always like one of my priorities for 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 life and not just for the events. And and yeah, you need to find like a balance again yeah. between like the acting part and the social part and your self part. Yeah. You know, in the, you know, bounty life, it's definitely amazing, but people don't realize how hard it is, you know, for your mental health and, you know, your body, because you're yeah. always traveling, you have so much stress that basically you're the one that you're putting the stress on yourself because you know you feel this responsibility and you want to hack and you want to provide value but that's you know that balance is it's quite hard to achieve especially on the events because you're away from home you can't cook you don't have a gym necessarily and you have all of these activities that are planned and on top of that you want to hack but you also want to go to the activities uh, and sometimes you have problems at home like yeah i remember for instance like uh we had like a hurricane where, and we were in canada and then we were worried about like uh, there was no phones here in some cities in portugal yeah and and yeah like we were away uh, and we couldn't call like our family uh, yeah only after a few hours and it wasn't on the day of the event it was with shopify and in uh, in montreal uh, and and yeah that that always also you know like uh, you still you're away but you still need to take care of some yeah, things exactly and you also need to take that into account when you're planning your hacking schedule you know yeah and that's really important definitely you know um i really like uh sort of biohacking so basically trying to optimize my state in terms of energy and mental capacity and physical capacity that's why you know i like to go to the gym and do surfing and yeah. all the other activities because i feel that at least for me that really works and i think that's what people need to do which is they need to find the things that work for you like if uh you work really well at night and that's when you produce most of your results then i mean you can keep doing that um as long as for example you sleep right 
I mean, for me, that's one of the most important things. And I also really struggle on the live events because not only you are jet lagged, but like you want to hack with the other dudes. And for example, for me, you know, I know that everyone is hacking and it's like 11 p.m. and I'm always the first going to bed. And I feel super bad because I know all of the other guys are hacking and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sleep because I need my sleep so I can wake up early, can go to the gym and so on. But that's one thing that works for me, right? And that's what everyone has to do and find, which is what works for you and you do you and keep doing it. Because if that works and that's what makes you, you know, have the energy and mental capacity and so on, then you have to do it like all the time. think many people knew that you also play the guitar. I think I heard you saying that you also play in other things like uh, piano and drums. Yeah, kind of. Um, I took a guitar course, you know. Um, I'm not actually uh, used to the guitar right now. I And I still, you know, I kind of miss it because... Um, yeah, I should play play more, probably, <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, and I also love like computer, like synthesizers. Uh, I've had like a, a band and we still have it, but it's like in kind of standby. Mm -hmm. And like we, I played the electric guitar and also electronics and all the, the sounds uh, were made with a, a computer keyboard that I learned to play with a computer keyboard. Yeah, so, and uh, music always helped me as well. Um, you know, um, lately I've been not actually playing the guitar or that, that stuff. I've been, like, making some songs, uh, electronic songs um, from music that... Um, you know, like, uh, I listen to uh, different types of music when I'm hacking. I tried lots of types of music, um, and I can, uh, um, I, I like multiple um, types of music, you know. Uh, but when I listen to some types of electronic music, like uplifting trance or even, like, some... Uh, cosmic techno and mm -hmm. you know um, with some uplifting like tracks and some uplifting melodies as well do you remember the, I, yeah the the name of the song or the artist or playlist that we were listening on the last event which was from Tomorrowland Opus yeah yeah, 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 Opus. yeah that was yeah. pretty cosmic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Opus yeah Opus is a cosmic song yeah 
Um, but yeah, I, I, and I noticed that other hackers on the event listened to trends and I was like, oh, interesting. And, um, I started like, uh, producing some, some songs lately, uh, in my free time because I didn't need music in my life. And, um, I've been like making some, 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 some experiences, some tracks from music that I, I would like to hear when I'm hacking. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, but I'm still developing that for, you know, people to hack or something, <laughs> but yeah. And, um, but yeah, music helps you with the, your creativity as well. Uh, there are people that say that when you learn music, um, and we, you grow, uh, and you're learning music at the same time, like you kind of develop like some something you know I, I i don't really know how to explain it uh, properly but um it's not like your brain developing in a different way maybe it is but um like you can be really creative if you if you study music in my opinion and i know lots of people in the hacking scene that play music mm -hmm. or like even like computer geeks or mm -hmm. you know and I think that helps uh, with you being persistent because you want to learn a song and how to play it on the piano, the guitar, whatever. And that makes you persistent as well. And I forgot to mention that in the beginning um, when it, we talked about persistence and, you know, uh, but I think it's also um, something like you, even if you don't uh, want to learn how to play music or music in general, uh, maybe you can just try to find what what suits better for you and for you to concentrate and be on your own uh, and trying to you know you can try to abstract from the environment to to be you know um, more concentrated into your goals and uh, and I think that's that's important. And lots of us listen to music while we are hacking. Mm -hmm. Some people listen to one track for seven hours, the same exact, uh, the same track. Like <laughs> yourself? Uh, no, not me. Not me. not you? No, no, no not me. Uh, but for example, when I when I'm hacking, sometimes I just like um, listen to some tracks, and uh, I I just um, you know. I feel like motivated and we have like a fast rhythm and you, you can get cosmic, uh, fast. easily. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I've been trying to search for like the perfect music for, for hacking. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't have to be trance or electronic music at all. If you don't like electronic music it can be like, uh, you know, environmental waves and mm -hmm. music and you know like uh, ambience sounds yeah, you know abstract stuff. and yeah. abstract stuff and that also is very interesting that's why i like like the even like the trance music or whatever with more um like uh, ambience like more you know sp speciality like the a notion notion of space mm -hmm. uh, of uh, you know um I mean, I definitely don't know like the science behind it, but what I do know is, you know, when you're listening to that, those type of songs, which have a BPM sort of high, then oh, like 140 it, plus, it, it will definitely influence your state and you will get 
that bump and that excitement yeah. and so on. So that really helps. And the other side is, I think some of the trance music or you know the ambient stuff we were you were mentioning, uh, I think some of those might help and induce uh, alpha waves or beta waves or theta waves, something like that, which helps you focusing and so on. Yeah, that's so, really interesting. That's um, also a nice research field. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, I don't know, like about the uh, like. All our brain reacts to music and stuff like that. I, 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 but that's a really nice area for for research, definitely. Yeah. And I know that, uh, for example, in, in Porto, we have uh, um, in the Faculty of Engineering, they uh, they are um, exploring, like, uh, they have, like, a sound laboratory and stuff like that. Nice. Didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, that, that's interesting stuff. Yeah, it's super interesting. And, you know, the... From what I know, from my experience, I also started learning guitar when I was like 13. And to be honest, when I started learning, I think it was because it was the same reason as all of the other boys uh, were learning, which was like to impress and pick up girls. That's just the way it is. Because <laughs> every time you would bring the guitar for you know to the school or to a party, uh, you know, if, if you knew just one or two songs, which was, or the classic, like Wonderwall or whatever, like all of the girls were like over you. So it was a nice thing. But, uh, when I continued learning and I started getting more into blues and basically improvising, I, I feel that what you were saying started coming up even more, which is the creative aspect of it and also the discipline side of things because yeah. you have to practice so much for so many hours, exactly. all of days. And if you start developing those skills early in life, then you can definitely uh, transpose those to the other areas. And in our case, it's hacking. 100%. So, and it's, it's interesting to see that so many of the top bug bounty hunters actually love music and so many of them that play uh, instruments. I, I know that you do. I know that Joel uh, also plays. So it's, it's interesting. And I mean, if you don't have a hobby and yep. you're looking for one, that's definitely a good place to, to start because it's, it's actually, I mean, at least I feel that, that it's not that hard to, to pick up. Like if you have just a keyboard or a piano, whatever, like, you can play some tunes and it's quite easy in the beginning. I mean, it's not, it will not be perfect, but it's, it's fun. I mean, and you can, you can sing along yeah. also. It's, it's cool. Yeah. And I, I kind of have like, um, uh, not a theory, but you know, like, um, when you play and you improvise, you are creating something you are creating, you are, you know, uh, and I think that, we need to have a uh, to to have a balance between breaking and building. You yeah. know, you need to build stuff for you for your life. You can you need to build tools. If you go and you just break and break like and you don't do anything else, and I'm not just talking about the hacking itself, like outside of it, your mm -hmm. regular schedule stuff. Um, I think that you need to uh, be under the spot between those that suits you better. 
for instance, where even when I play or I create something or I create some music, but also when I create some habits, when I create, uh, you know, a tool or I automate something or I build a CTF, it's building. You're not breaking. You're it's a, even if you're building something that it's going to be broken, like a CTF, like that. Some somebody will break in and will get the flat. Mm -hmm. So you need to have a balance between those, you know, um, to to be able to, you know, not being too far on the breaking side. Yeah, I I agree. And uh, you know, I was listening your um, your video interview with Ben. Nahemsek, and you talked about programming and how yeah. that can help you. And to be honest, I find it very weird to know that so many bug bounty hunters don't do any kind of programming. And that feels so weird because you can do so much. You can automate so many stuff. You can, you know, develop your own tools. You can, you know, build your custom burp extensions to find things that no one else is doing. And besides, it's you enter a different state of mind, like you were yeah. mentioning, which is also very important. I mean, I also... Uh, have sort of that balance where, for example, I hack for one or two weeks and then, you know, I will be busy with other stuff from life. But I also like to continue developing some yep. stuff related to bug bounty. You kind of miss it because yeah, you learned it. You, you miss it. But, you know, if you're, so if you're hacking and then you start doing some kind of tooling or you're improving your week on game and so on i actually find it very relaxing and yeah. you know you're still working exactly in the, the game same. and so yeah, it's really cool so it must be true like uh, yeah but again it's like i don't i don't get i mean uh like yourself i have a background on um on computer science that's yeah. what i studied in the university so maybe it's easier for us, but I mean, still, like, I think about the the stuff that I, I program and I code, and also I only use Python like yourself, and, like, it's so easy. Python, it's so intuitive. And when you know just a couple of basic stuff, like, you can do so much stuff. And besides, like, everything that you want to do, it's in the internet, like in Stack Overflow. So if you don't know how to do like a specific thing, like how do I take these uh, warnings from my code or whatever, like just write that on Google and someone else has it already. So yeah, but for instance, uh, like sometimes when I when I code, I <laughs> when I search or I get into Stack Overflow because I don't remember something or something like that. Uh, and if it is like the first result, obviously, if it is the documentation, I usually click the documentation, but sometimes I end up on stock overflow, like, uh, you know, and when I see some code on stock overflow, I, I always try to understand it if it is vulnerable mm -hmm. because it's interesting that people that code the companies or uh, like or the software of the companies that you're trying to break into they also go to those resources yes. and 
if like a given warning of, of a dangerous function is not so noticeable by someone, maybe you can actually exploit that on like somewhere, you know, yeah. or you can get a, an idea. For example, if I see a, like a regular expression, I treat, I try to understand like, uh, if it has, has like some kind of bug that allows me to have something that is not supposed to be in there, like for example, an email or, you know, like the email format. So, and you can get some feedback from the server, like if, if it filters the, the response, if it, you know, removes uh, weird charters um, and, and so on. And you can try to understand the regex and like on Stack Overflow or some major websites that have uh, regexes for emails or other stuff. Some of those are vulnerable. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some of those are vulnerable, and 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 you can try to exploit that if you if you if you want, um, and that's also interesting. Um, yeah, and it's definitely a take that I don't think many people even consider. And the thing is, when you think about it. The people who are, you know, building these massive apps that millions of people are using, those guys and girls, um, you know, they're normal people. So if they have a question, doubt, if they don't know how to do something, they will use the same resources that we use, which is like Stack Overflow and things that are in the internet. So definitely that's that probably happens a lot and i I would say that's a really good bug bounty tip if you want to dive in try and understand because you know if you see something related to a specific framework and then you are targeting a website which uses the same framework then exactly and you can look at it and another uh, thing is like when you have some example on stack overflow or whatever uh, that gives you like a server-side code and front-end code. You can try to find that HTML with similar classes and stuff like that. And you can try to understand where it, it's used if you search on your BERT projects and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And you can try to find uh, where it's used and the backend code will be probably the same. Oh, and yeah. that's information that you can leverage yeah. to do something or if it contains a bug, even better. Yeah. I mean, you could you could even like Google Dark it. Yeah, as well. Try to find it more in places. Nice. And you know, the documentation thing that you talked about is also a skill that you can very easily use uh, on Bug Bounty because, you know, I I know a couple of dudes that before they even start hacking an application, I remember for example Inti, uh, he basically reads the documentation first, and yep. when you do that. You are learning about the application. You are learning about the potential use cases and so on. And you know, sometimes you can even even find vulnerabilities directly on the documentation. Exactly. Before I've we started, that. we were talking about uh, a bug that uh, I think it was on on a bug bash. Um, and the vulnerability was basically an API key which was. Uh, in the official documentation. documentation. So yeah. they were like explaining, you know, how do you generate an API key and how do you use it? And it actually, it still worked. It never was revoked and, and so on. And they paid uh, for it. So it's super interesting. Yeah, definitely my dude. All right. So uh, going a little bit back, uh, 
still regarding to the music and so on. Uh, one of the things that you also do is rap, right? Yeah, I also like it, you know, like I like to improvise sometimes in Portuguese, uh, not very, very good at it, but I have some fun doing it. I like uh, some rap battles and stuff in Portuguese sometimes. <laughs> but the thing is, I know because I've heard uh, already, you have like one or two uh, songs uh which is which are just bug bounty related right yeah but they are not finished as well okay, okay. so maybe one day i'll release them i don't know but it's i i, I can tell you the story about it like okay. i was in um in buenos aires for a carbon event uh like not last year because we are in 2020 already so it's 2018 in, yeah. in september or something And we were, uh, the event was with the Verizon Media. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I popped. Uh, I remember with Corbinic. Two right? criticals with Corbinic. And we started drinking uh, <laughs> in the afternoon. So, uh, and then I was in a bar and I decided to write a rap song mm -hmm. about bug bounties uh, in English. And then I actually. Uh, end up performing that song on the same bar on the same night. On the same night. Yeah, because like people noticed that I was writing it and uh, they wanted me to sing it. I don't remember who, who was trying to convince me, but yeah. And so it's probably Mark Richfield. I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. No, Mark wasn't there, oh, okay. uh, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't really remember, but Uh, But I mean, was fun. Yeah. that has been sort of a staple because I remember that you performed that song like in many events and people, you know, in, in some events, yeah, yeah, in some events, because usually at least with uh, the events in HackerOne, we all, all uh, we have the, um, the karaoke at, at the yeah. end of the events. Yeah. So people always request that song. Yeah. And Donut also likes to rap. Oh yeah, Donut. 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 Yeah, yeah, And he's yeah. a very good rapper as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, cosmic dudes. So, talking a little bit more about CTFs, this is something that I wanted to touch. Um, one of the ways uh, that you can apply CTF skills to bug bounty is the mindset. So, in CTFs you have a mindset and basically goals, right? Yeah. The goal is to get a flag. Yeah. And I remember that, um, you know, when I started hacking more closely with you and people like Korvnik, I noticed that one of your methodologies was actually to set a goal and try to achieve it no matter what. So for example, in your case, usually it's like an account takeover or shop takeover or whatever. And, and basically you use that as a, a way to guide you and you try to do whatever it's needed to reach that goal, right? Yeah. I, I kind of feel a, a little bit, uh, you know, uh, it's it's kind of different when I act with a CTF player like Kornik or Technogeek, you know, because we all have uh, a similar uh, opinions about some behavior or even if we don't, we, we can try to understand together why something is happening. And we actually um, 
even before Disturbance or collaborated with Cormic, or I don't remember if it was Cormic or Technogeek, but we were researching the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And that happening, happened to me with the cash money as well. He got a similar mindset as well. And we set like the same goals and we dupe each other sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that mindset is really, uh, I mean, it's something that you should have in mind. And, you know, if you don't know exactly what to do, because it's what we were talking about in the beginning, like if your goal is to make money, then you will probably stick to a couple of vulnerabilities. And that's what I usually call a vulnerability based approach, right? Yeah. But there are other approaches and methodologies. One of those is this CTF mindset. And I mean, you can have so many more like uh, a stack based approach or, or whatever. Um, but I really feel that this one works, especially if you are targeting, you know, high and critical severity, severity bugs. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, on CTF, sometimes the goal is right in front of you in the description, like flag is on slash flag.txt on the server. You're like, okay, we need to get arbitrary file read or RCE, you know, mm-hmm. or any possible way to disclose the, the flag file, you know. And you know what's your goal, RCE or file inclusion or whatever. And you need to understand the features that you have that are just a few and how to use them to or find something weird in some of the features and then you can start trying uh, some techniques that you learned before or in another CTFs or in real life testing and that also also helps you prioritize uh, features or setting goals in the bug bounty uh, side of things you know um, you think in a, in a different you have a different approach that's why all of us are unique even me and Kornik and Technogeek, because Technogeek is more into um, eventually mobile, straight RC, stuff like that, you know. I'm more into logical stuff, more into also SSRFs uh, uh, and the other weird bugs. Um, and, you know, Kornik um, is, is also into criticals, also privilege escalation, race conditions, and uh, other cosmic stuff. Mm-hmm. And we spent some days without finding anything and other people are not, I'm talking about disturbance. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like we used to co- collaborate together as well before, and that worked um, really well. And you know, if you act with friends and if they all also share the, the same mindset, um, you will be close closer to them in your thinking and you can achieve greater goals. Yeah. Um, and with collaboration in general as well, uh, it's the same thing. Uh, the point is that you are reducing workloads by sharing information and not poking at the exact same, same stuff and not repeating tasks that yeah. are like probably 100% tested, you know, and you can 
reduce time and the more time you re you can reduce uh, the yeah. more you can win exactly. as well so yeah so it's really cool because in terms of money it's probably the same but in terms of impact it's better for the company yeah um, yeah the impact is greater but also as you were saying the time that you take to reach that it's much lower because i mean that's what i see when we are hacking um it's uh, one guy gives an idea and the other guy gives another idea yeah. and it's like you're building the puzzle much faster than exactly. you would uh, yeah. playing uh, individually and that's one of the things that i really like about ctfs which i feel like they are a puzzle right but they are sort of a contained puzzle and you know exactly the goal and, and yeah. the thing that you should achieve whereas the simulation yeah whereas with bug bounty it can still be thought and considered a puzzle but you don't know exactly which pieces that you need to piece together and and that's why usually when you spend lots of time in one target like i'm talking days weeks even months then you think about stuff that no one else has thought about because you have such knowledge on the on the app and, and its features that you know exactly how you could target it and achieve new things yeah that's that's what i'm talking about like i i love to to exploit things that you know they will never or it will be really hard to think about those uh, things because it's like a could be a zero day on a common library that is used and you don't even know that the bug is right there and it could be a zero day um you know um finding the piece where the piece of the puzzle is uh, is art and it's a a knowledge a step that you won't get from ctfs obviously but combining the pieces and and exploiting the pieces, exploring the pieces uh, and uh, of the puzzle and combining them together is something that you get from CTFs and the techniques involved. Yeah. And you can get into extreme scenarios where something is happening and it's extremely unintended because it's a regex or, you know, and I think that we'll see more bugs like that in, in the future, as mm -hmm. I mentioned uh, multiple times. But yeah, um, by the way, future awaits. One of the things that I wanted to like ask you and get a, your your take on it is, you know, we see these people who basically start with CTFs and then switch to bug bounties. So you know, we have you, we have Kornik, we have. TechnoGeek, Space Raccoon, for example, which is a really good example because of the success he had in such a short amount of time, like in one year. So he started with Hacker 101 and, and the CTF challenges and so on, and he achieved so much in such a short period of time. Yeah, that's crazy. So the thing is, like, why don't more people who play CTFs switch or at least try to do some bug bounty like what do you feel is the thing that it's keeping those players because they could if they put the same time as yeah. they put in ctfs they could get 
lots of money. But I also wanted to understand because you did this transition and in the beginning, like you said yourself multiple times, it was quite hard. Like your first event, you didn't find anything, not you or even Gillis, which also plays lots yeah. of CTF. So like, what do you think is going on there? Yeah, so first of all, like I don't, I didn't really switch. Like it's more like a transition because I still do some CTFs. Um, I don't do more because uh, you know I don't have time. Uh, I just don't have time to play. But I've been playing. I played in December in like one CTF, and I'm probably going to the web tasks now because I know much more web. Uh, today than like one year ago and i can solve some like extremely hard web tasks and i did that um, on some ctfs last year um i used to participate like almost every single weekend or even during the weeks or if there was like three or four ctfs in a single week like let's go you know like i was studying or i was like uh, i had time for it and i loved it you know and i was like always always learning um right now uh, I switched, um, like, I still do CTFs because I know that's important for me and because I um, love my CTF team. Yeah, and you're still the and, captain, right? Uh, I'm still captain for now, yeah. And uh, yeah, like, we are trying to, to get more students into the CTF team and uh, set higher goals and uh, achieve them. and. And there are lots of people on my CTF team that have been helping me because of my lack of time uh, for it that, because of the events. And, and yeah, and about the CTF players, not like only a few doing bug bounties. Um, one of the reasons it's because on CTFs, one of the um, categories that are more you know, like kind of important are binary exploitation yeah. and reverse engineering um, also and um, crypto as well. Uh, but, you know, web, uh, it's a nice category and we have lots of interesting and unique challenges. Um, but you go like to um, some CTFs that are extremely hard of like the best CTFs in the world and you don't see web. Yeah, okay. I, I remember. So more, most CTF players, and even on my, my team and other teams that I know, CTF teams, they they don't have that much people that really know web, you know? Yeah. So um, that's I think that's one of the reasons, like, not, we don't... We have lots of CTFs with web tasks, but I don't really know because people just... And I was a little bit like that. Uh, I was uh, a lot into binary exploitation and I learned how to exploit, to build exploits for the heap, uh, for like rob chains, for, you know, return to leave C, like lots of techniques and interesting techniques mm -hmm. for double free. I, I still love it uh, to, do, to do it sometimes. But, but right now when I did this transition and I... Uh, learned uh, I really learned about web uh, and I complemented my previous no knowledge by hacking the real stuff mm -hmm. by doing bug bounties yeah and I think that like real life scenarios and I know some organizers of CTFs of web tasks 
And sometimes they'll tell me on the on IRC like um, this was based on a real scenario, mm-hmm. like and it was a web task. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like that's really interesting, you know. Yeah. And because people do pen tests and lots of pen tests are web based as well, and, and, and bug bounties as well. And but we also have mobile apps, so reverse engineering. Some reverse engineers uh, switch to bug bounties as well. Uh, but I mean, the guys from binary exploitation, like I, I used binary exploitation knowledge in bug bounties once in like, yeah, yeah, in once, yeah. like that one, like you got a critical out of it. Right? It was, it was, yeah, it was a uh, Corbnik found some crazy stuff and we escalated it uh, together. And yeah. So, and I use that knowledge in that situation, but, uh, and also when I was reviewing also some code, like uh, low level C or C++ code and stuff like that, I can identify some, some bugs, you know, and that's important uh, as well. And also the reverse engineering part for reversing like mobile apps and native mm-hmm. libraries and removing certificate pinning from like some apps that you know that are like pinned on yep. the native layer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For instance, like f- the Facebook app is uh, <laughs> React Facebook um, as well for a bit uh, last year, and like um, it's it's like you you need to patch assembly and you need to know that stuff uh, yeah. to to bypass the pinning. And only a few people on on the the bug bounty scene know that and yeah. we, we you can have some you know uh, some uh, it co- can have some advantages for for you um oh definitely uh, for example me and Corbinic, like everybody else was looking into that feature but we were the only ones that were able to exploit it because mm-hmm. we smelled something there and we did the quit and we used uh, like we had some crazy ideas together and yeah. it worked and yeah and it was a great time as well. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I see the impact that having those skills, uh, how much you can get in the bug bounty scene. So, for example, one thing that I know and notice is that every time there is a mobile section on a bug bounty program scope, like not many people invest time in it and the dudes that actually do it they usually get lots of it lots of things out of it and and it's interesting because it's an area that not that many people research and invest time and you know for example in events i remember you using your skills for example for the ssl pinning patching and so on or for example um, I remember in one of the last events, it was uh, TechnoGeek and uh, I think it was Cody. They got this bug also. Yeah. Uh, it was a, what, an Android box or some shit like that? Yeah, some RC client. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. All right, my dude. Thank you so much for your time. This was amazing as per usual and super fun. And it's one of the reasons it's always so awesome to hack alongside with you. So thanks. Same, my friend. Thank you for inviting me. And also I'd like to like, 
say huge congrats for this idea because it's really cool and I think that um, like the previous podcast was really cool with Stoke uh, I really like to hear it uh, keep it up and uh, see you yeah thanks man see you that's it for today if you like this podcast hit the subscribe or the follow button I'll see you soon.